All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Tonight I'm going to be doing uh, a mock draft on what I think should happen in the NFL draft that's going to happen on Thursday. So I'm going to do basically what I would do instead of just a mock draft on, on what I think would happen. I'm going to do what I would do if I was every team in the situation. So let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I would go with Joe Burrow. That's an easy pick. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to be really good. I think you're looking at a quarterback that's got a little more or reminds me a lot of Tony Romo. Um, I think his upside's even higher than Tony Romo's. I like his ability to escape in the pocket. He's very poised. He's very precise with his passes. Very good on third downs. I always look at stuff like that. He looks like a leader. I, I would feel very comfortable with the Cincinnati Bengals. Taking Joe Burrow. Now the coaching staff over there kind of sucks. But I think they're going to build that offensive line. They get Jonah Williams back. I think they get the center from Ohio State back next year. Um, I would assume maybe in the second round they look at another offensive lineman. I would look to protect Joe Burrow. He's got some weapons, but I think that's a franchise quarterback. That's a good pick for them. Washington, Redskins. I'm going to go here with Chase Young. I think Washington would be smart to try to trade out of this pick because they don't have a second-round pick. It looks like they're going to trade Trent Williams. Maybe they'll get a second-rounder for Trent Williams. But their offensive line is kind of a mess. Um, Yeah, Chase Young's a great player and is probably the number one player in the draft. Like Coming off the edge, and those, those are always very valuable picks. And... You know, you feel comfortable taking that too, but I think they need more. They need more picks. So if Miami or the Chargers or Jacksonville wants to trade up to get a quarterback, if I was Washington, I would look to get out of that pick. But I'm, it's going to have to take a lot to get me off of Chase Young. So I would take Chase Young there. Now I come to number three with the Detroit Lions, my team. I would take Jedrick Willis, the offensive tackle from Alabama. Everyone's going to have them taken. Um, Jeff Okuda, which is fine, but I would take Willis. Lions have never had a good offensive line, basically since I've been a fan. I've been a fan since 1989, and they've never had a good offensive line. And I mean like a top 10 offensive line. I've never seen them have a top 10 offensive line. Maybe, maybe you know, 10, but I've never seen them have a top 5 offensive line in my entire life. Um, I think Willis is a stud. I think he's the best offensive tackle in football or in the draft. You could put him at right, left. You could put him at right tackle for the first year. You could put um, Big Vita or Big V, whatever they call him. They signed to a big contract from Philadelphia. You could put him at guard. He's versatile. He could play guard or tackle, which I like getting guys who are versatile for the Lions. Um, You got Taylor Decker, but Decker's going to be a free agent next year. Maybe he asks for too much money. You never know on those situations. Like, the guy just might ask for the moon. And if he does, then you just put Willis at left tackle next year and you save probably $15, $16 million there you're going to pay Decker. And you can go sign someone else. Um, look, I love Akuda, or I think Akuda is really good. I'm worried they're going to take Derek Brown here, but if I were the Lions, I would take Willis because I think he's the best lineman and I think he's the safest pick there. Um, for the New York Giants, they got to go offensive line. I would go Tristan Wirfs here. He's more of a run-blocking offensive lineman. I think he's best suited to play guard. And the Giants, 
you know, you draft Saquon Barkley with the second pick in the draft, you better run the football. That should be your style. That should be what, what you, you're you going for. I think Wurst is a big boy. He could play tackle, but I think he'd be better at guard. Um, But his versatility, you know, you just put him, you just try to get the five best offense alignment on the field, and you try to give Barkley the ball, dude. That's what I would do if I'm the Giants. Um, maybe, you know, I think people are going to think maybe Isaiah Simmons. I, I would not take Isaiah Simmons up here. Miami, here's kind of my first. Well, I already took one kind of different with Willis at three. But Miami, I'm if I'm Miami and how the board's going, I would take Andrew Thomas. Offensive tackle from Georgia. And the reason why I would do that is I'm kind of – Miami's got 5, 18, and 26. I would kind of see how the rest of the board goes as far as the quarterbacks. Yeah, you want to get a quarterback. But you do have two first-rounders next year. And I think the quarterback situation is going to be better next year. Justin Fields, you got uh, Lawrence. You got uh, – they're saying the kid uh, – that got transferred to Georgia. New, New, Newman's supposed to be pretty good. And then I was watching this North Dakota State quarterback. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he looked pretty smooth. There's supposed to be some pretty good quarterbacks next year in the draft. And you're going to have two first-rounders next year. Maybe you bypass it and you see how this year's draft goes. Get that offensive lineman. Their offensive line was one of the worst last year in Miami. I really like Andrew Thomas. And... See maybe if you could trade back in. You do have 18 and 26, and see how the rest of the draft goes. That if they get, you know, Tua or Herbert get to 9, 10, 11 in that range, just trade up from 18, you know, to get back in there. That's what I would do if I'm Miami because I would be concerned on either one, Tua or Herbert. Now, the Chargers are up next. They have the sixth pick. I would almost be forced if I'm the Chargers to take Tua here. The reason why I would take two, I mean, the whole thing is 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 his medicals. I mean, if his medicals are, are fine, he should probably go number two to Washington. But his medicals, that's the tricky part. That's the information, you know, someone that just does this for fun, like myself, is never going to know. Um, he is, Tua is a, a tough evaluation, though, because the guy's got four first-round receivers he's been throwing to the last two years. You know, two this year, Henry, uh, Ruggs, and Jerry Judy. And then next year, you're going to have Smith and Waddle. You're going to go in the first round. Irv Smith was a second-round tight end last year. Jonah Williams was a first-round offensive lineman last year. Uh, Willis is going to be a first-rounder this year. And next year, Leatherford's going to be a first-rounder. I mean, the guy's playing with so much talent around him. But he can make explosive plays. He can run. He's just that style that you kind of want. And if you're the Chargers, you need a spark. I would take the gamble of getting him. The Chargers are in a situation they got to kind of win now. You're not going to win with Tyrant Taylor. You're not going to win. You might go to the playoffs with him, but you ain't winning no Super Bowl with him. You got to win now, and you got to get your quarterback on the cheap. If you're the Chargers, because Keenan Allen's a free agent, Bosa's a free agent, uh, Henry's a free agent, Ingram's a free agent. I believe all four are free agents either next year or the year after. And you're going to have to start paying those guys. I know Ingram's getting up there. Maybe you don't want to pay him. But even Mike Williams is getting up on his deal. I mean, they're going to have to put some big boy money out there. And to put big boy money out there, you better have your quarterback on a rookie contract.
Carolina, with Jeff Okuda still on the board, I would take Jeff Okuda. Carolina is going to have to go defense and offensive line. They can go, um, but with Okuda, you know, still there, I would take him. He's the best corner, very smooth. I would feel very comfortable if I was Carolina taking him. Arizona, I think they need to go offensive line, but with the three top guys off the board in Willis, Worfs, and Andrew Thomas, I think they'd be a little disappointed in this situation, but I would take Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle from South Carolina. I think he's the best defensive tackle. You know, I think he's the best, or I think he's the second best defensive lineman on the draft. I think he's a stud. Now, there is some injury concerns there. So I don't know about, you know, they're saying maybe his knees aren't that great, but I think he gives you an inside pass rush. He kind of reminds me of Clayus Campbell, and Arizona used to have him. So I, if I was Arizona, I would take him in that situation. Jacksonville, here, I, if I'm Jacksonville, it's almost like Miami in the same situation. Jacksonville has two first-rounders this year. You could get your quarterback here, and I would. If Herbert, I would take Justin Herbert here. But next year, they're going to have two first-rounders too. And I think next year, they're going to have two top 10 picks. And because I think the Rams are going to suck. And I also think Jacksonville is going to suck next year. And they got the Rams pick. I think both of them are going to be in top 10. So you could maybe get your quarterback next year. But if they, you know, I think Justin Herbert's good enough pick here at 9. I would jump on him if I'm the Jaguars. You know, and still try to tank. Don't play him. Play Menchu. Get your ass kicked and get try to get a top five pick. Because you could get, you know, the receiver chase from LSU or the offensive tackle peel from Oregon next year. What have you. Um, but I would take Justin Herbert there. Cleveland, I would go offensive tackle here and I would go Josh Jones. Some people would be like, wait. Mekhi Becton's still on the board. Why wouldn't you go Becton? I think Jones is a much better tackle. And I don't... I think Cleveland just has to go offensive line here. I mean, maybe they, you know, want to trade out, what have you. But in this situation, I'm doing everything of no trades. Um, I would take the best offensive tackle left. Cleveland's got to fix that offensive line. So, Josh Jones is a little rich here, but if you're if you're going to notice in my mock drafts, I'm going to take O-linemen high. I'm going to take corners high. I'm going to take pass rushers and quarterbacks pretty high. The other positions, you could get the other positions later in the draft, man. So play the – I always like to say is play the board. The New York Jets, I think, you know, four offensive linemen already taken. They'd be a little disappointed here. But they could still get KV on chase on – Probably the sec- second best pass rusher in the draft. This is a boomer bust player, but this guy has potential to be a 12, 15 sack guy coming off the edge. He's got a lot of talent, man. Very explosive off the edge. He had that torn ACL early in his career. I think it was his freshman season. And then I noticed him the second half of this year. He looked like a totally different player. So to me, that's probably a year and a half off of his torn ACL where he really felt good with his knee. I think, I mean... He's got that quick first step. He could drop back in coverage. He could do a lot of things. If I'm the Jets, you need a pass rusher, I would get that guy. The Raiders here, I think the Raiders, they got 12 and 19. They need to go defense here. And with Isaiah Simmons still on the board, I would pick Isaiah Simmons. You could play him anywhere, safety, linebacker, do a lot of different things with him. Raiders need a lot of defense. I think that would be a really good pick for them. San Francisco 49ers are next. I think they would want a defensive lineman, but with Kinlaw gone, 
and myself not being high on Derrick Brown. I think they go Jerry Judy, and I think he's going to eat in that system with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I think Jerry Judy is the next Keenan Allen, a faster version of Keenan Allen, just a pure route runner. Can do, you get him in that Kyle Shanahan system, I mean, I think you're looking at 80 catches rookie season. I think you're looking at 100 catches every single, you know, three to five, the next three to five seasons. Tampa Bay, they probably need offensive line here, but with C.J. Henderson, they do need a corner. I think they could take C.J. Henderson right here. Now, they're probably going to be a little hesitant taking a Florida corner again, but Henderson can cover. He can't tackle worth a lick, but if I'm Tampa Bay, you got to be able to stop some people. And I, just thinking of the draft, I think you might be able to get a tackle in the second round better than getting a second-round corner. Or, or as good of a corner here as C.J. Henderson. So I would take C.J. Henderson. If I'm Denver, yeah, Denver's probably thinking receiver, but if you could get Mekhi Becton, offensive lineman, left tackle, I'm not high on, too high on Mekhi Becton, but here at 15, I feel pretty comfortable taking him. He's got some weight concerns. I mean, he's already blooming close to 370 pounds, but I think Denver can be really good offensively. I think one more offensive lineman, um, they had that stiff, uh, I'm drawing a blank, they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. I mean, that guy holds almost every fucking ploy. He sucks. So I think Denver needs another offensive lineman. Yeah, they could probably, like I said, get a receiver. But you could get a receiver in the second round. Uh, Sutton's good enough for number one. Noah Fant's pretty good tight end. Like, he, he's almost a receiving tight end. So if you add a second round receiver, I think you would like that for them. Atlanta. With Derrick Brown still on the board, I would take Derrick Brown. I'd match him up with, um, what's his name, Garrett inside. I think you'd have two pretty good inside guys. I'm not very high on Derrick Brown. Like, most people think he's going to go in the top ten or top seven in most. And he probably is on Thursday. But where's the pass rush from him? Like, I studied him more than any player because when the Lions had the third pick, you know, the first guy went to was Derrick Brown because I figured Chase Young would be off the board. And watched a lot of games of Chase Young from the get-go. I didn't need to really study him that much. When I study Derrick Brown, I just don't see it. I see a good run-stuffing player, and he gets, you know, an inside pass rush just on bull rush. That's not going to work in the NFL. If he's going to be a five-sack guy, five to seven at most. If seven, if you were telling me to get seven every year, then I'd be cool with that. But five to seven, like at most, is what I see. I seen him being like a Sean Rogers, you know, the, who Detroit had years ago. I just, I don't see it that good. I think he's a really good run stuffer, though. The one thing I will say on Derrick Brown is he gets double teamed and triple teamed in, in, in college a lot. A lot more than most of the Ezra's guys. Like, so maybe if you put people around him, he, then he's going to tee off. That's the one thing that I would be like, okay, if you had another really good inside player around him or an edge player that's playing on the side of him, maybe maybe he'll tee off on that, that. But I just don't see it from him. Dallas Cowboys next at 17. Dallas needs a corner. They could probably use another receiver, probably use another old lineman. But I'm going to, with A.J. Epinesa still on the board, I'm going to take A.J. Epinesa. I'm really high on Epinesa. I see a lot of mocks, you know, late first or early second round. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I mean, he didn't have a good, a good combine at all. 
like, you know, he didn't run well. He's not, you know. But if you just watch the tape, dude, that guy gets gets in the backfield a lot. And he makes a lot of plays. It's not spectacular plays, but he could be the B pass, you know, the Batman. He could be the Robin to the Batman as a pass rusher on the edge. I think he could play inside and outside. He kind of reminds me of Robert Porsche back in the day for the Lions. Inside, outside. I could see that guy getting 8 to 10 sacks a year. Is he going to get 12 to 15? Probably not. In his career season, yeah, I could see him getting 12 or 13. But sometimes, you know, that depends on who's around you and you kind of ran into a couple sacks. Um, But I could see him consistently being 8 to 10 sack type of guy. Miami, they took Andrew Thomas in the first round. I'm going to take C.D. Lamb here. I think you could match him up with Parker. Opposite of Parker, Devontae Parker, I think C.D. Lamb's really good. He's really good after the catch. Like, he's big. He's physical. Um, He's not the best route runner. I think he's got to work on that. But I think that would be a really good pick for Miami. And if you're a Miami fan and you're thinking, Jesus, Craig, you took Andrew Thomas and C.D. Lamb. Where where are we getting the quarterback? I think you get your quarterback next year, man. And you got the ammunition to get him. You got two first-rounders next year. Maybe you want to, you know, you got, I think, multiple second-rounders this year. Maybe you want to trade one of the guys that you draft this year if if you don't have a top-five pick next year, which I think you're going to have a chance of getting a top-five pick next year because I think the Texans are going to suck next year. They're going to be terrible. So just don't force the pick unless, you know, unless you're medically clear to a, I don't think I would take Herbert at five. I think I would take the old lineman because – the way the board's going, and then I would, you know, you basically go off of the board, man. Just play the board, and here I think C.D. Lamb's a really good pick. You get the second best receiver in the draft, um, so now you're really building that offense. You got an offensive tackle and a receiver. The Raiders, the Raiders would need a corner. They need a really a, a corner really bad here. I like A.J. Terrell. I know the Raiders like. Clemson players, I think they took like four last year. And they got, um, what was the kid's name, Mullen. I thought he was really good last year. I think they got him in the second round. I would take A.J. Terrell here. Now, is A.J. Terrell a lockdown corner? No, not at all, but I think him and Mullen would be pretty good. They need a corner pretty bad. I know the Raiders fans probably want a receiver and stuff, but, again, I wouldn't just play the board. You got to get a corner, get some defense. They got three Third-round picks, the Raiders, I think you could get a receiver there. You don't need to get a stud receiver. You got Williams. You got a really good stud tight end. If you get another decent receiver over there with that offensive line that you got, I think you'll be able to put up some points. You just got to be able to stop people. So if you got the way this draft's going, Isaiah Simmons, who some people think is a you know one of, one of if not the best, Defensive players in this draft. And then, you know, A.J. Terrell's pretty damn good, too. Um, so I would like that draft for them. Jaguars, Henry Ruggs, I would take. And just, you know, cut a receiver, another receiver they paid big money to. Um, I would take Ruggs. So I would have Herbert throwing to Ruggs for the Jaguars. And then next year, if I'm a Jaguar fan, I'm thinking I got to get O-line and some D-line. And, you know, you're going to have, like I said, I think you're going to have two top ten picks. You could probably get the guy from Oregon, and there's always some defensive lineman. You know, the guy from Miami is really good. He had like 15 sacks last year. Uh, 
Philadelphia, I think you you got to be looking at receiver, linebackers. You got the two linebackers still on the board, the two main guys, but I love Denzel Mims. I mean, I think he's, he's worthy of a top 15 pick, in my opinion. I would take Denzel Mims if I'm Philadelphia here. I think he's a poor man's A.J. Green. He could go up and get the ball. He's explosive. He's tall. Um, he runs pretty good crisp routes. Like, that guy's going to be a number one receiver in, like, year two or three. He's going to be a stud. He's going to be a double-digit touchdown guy. So, I think Philadelphia, that would be a really good pick for them. Minnesota, they got two picks. Their first one right here, I would take Gross Matos, defensive end from Penn State. He's not that good. I'm not that high on him. But it's hard to get these type of players. It's hard to get an edge, you know, like this. Um, I would see, you know, eight, ten sacks, kind of like A.J. Epinesa. I, I mean, I think Epinesa is better because he's more complete. Uh, Matos is probably a little more athletic. He's got a, he's got the length. He doesn't have the strength that Epinesa has. But I like Matos. I mean, he's okay. I mean, again, he's a B pass rusher. But as long as you got a stud, and they already have a stud in Hunter on one side, then I think Matos could be pretty good and effective. New England. New England's going to be terrible next year. Just telling you that right now. That roster is a joke. And, you know, the Mike Lombardis and the Albert Breers and all the other media clowns that just, oh, New England doesn't have to sign this guy. They don't have to sign that guy. And every time someone signs one of their free agents, they laugh and say, oh, they overpaid. This is Go look at New England's fucking roster. It sucks. Okay? You telling me New England wouldn't want Trent Brown back? Trent Brown is one of the best offensive linemen in football. Guys like Mike Lombardi laughed when the Raiders got him. Oh, my God, they paid him so much, this and that. Okay, how's New England's offensive line look without Trent Brown? It fucking sucks. The Lions got Trey Flowers, and Mike Lombardi laughed at that one. Trey Flowers is, is a damn good football player. You might say he's overpaid, but you got to pay someone. I mean, Jesus, not everyone you're going to get great value on every freaking signing. When you sign people in free agency, 90, 70% of the time, it's probably an overpay. Sure. But as long as you don't overpay too much, then it's fine, dude. New England's roster is terrible. So they could go in a lot of different directions. I think a guy like Zach Bond, outside linebacker from Wisconsin, who could do a lot of different things. He could pass rush. He could play sideline to sideline. I think he's a typical New England, you know, guy that could do a lot of different things Belichick would like he could cover some tight ends a little bit I mean I I think that would be a good pick for them New Orleans Saints from the Saints here I'm taking Kenneth Murray inside linebacker from Oklahoma I think the Saints need some linebacker help they could probably go receiver but again you already have a number one in Thomas you score a lot of points let's if I'm the Saints, you try to stop some people. I would not look at Jordan Love here. A lot of people are thinking maybe Jordan Love. Fuck that. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings, look, they don't have receivers. But, again, I think you could wait to get a receiver. There's so many receivers in the draft. That I think you got to take your chances on some of these O-linemen and other positions. I would take Ezra Cleveland. Offensive tackle from Boise State. I think he's really good. I think he's an absolute stud, dude. I wouldn't, I mean, if someone drafted him like around 20, 15, I wouldn't be that surprised. I think he's that good. I think he's 
you know, can play right tackle, left tackle. Is he, you know, the greatest thing on earth? No, but I think he's going to be pretty good. And you need to – Minnesota's offensive line hasn't been good for the last couple of years. And, again, yeah, they could use a receiver opposite, you know, losing digs and opposite of Thielen. But I would rather build that old line and get a – you already got a one in Thielen. You could use a two in the second round or third round. So, again, play the board. Miami here, I would take Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman from Auburn. Miami has the head coach from New England, and he's going to use a lot of multiple sets. And Marlon Davidson is going to be a guy that can play inside and outside. That's a typical New England type of pick. You know, a guy that can play outside on running downs and then put him inside on passing downs. I think he's really good at pass rusher inside. I don't think he's that good of a pass rusher on the outside, but he does set the edge on running downs on the outside. You're not going to run too much on him. So I think that would be a really good pick for them. Seattle. Seattle needs needs an edge rusher, but I don't really like any of the guys left on the board. So I would take Isaiah Wilson, offensive lineman. I would put him at guard, to be honest with you. But if they put him at right tackle from Georgia, that's fine. I mean, Seattle's probably going to trade down here. That's typical of Seattle. Um, They could use some corner help. You know, they really need a D lineman or an edge. They're probably going to look to trade up. But the way the board's going, I would take Isaiah Wilson. Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to go with Patrick Queen, inside linebacker, LSU. Um, Baltimore stacked. The team is loaded. I would not be surprised if Baltimore used a running back here because they're a running football team, and you're going to need a really good running back. And when Ingram went down, that offense did not look the same. It did not look the same in the playoff game. I know he played, but he he just wasn't the same in that game. Um, I would look at J.K. Dobbins. I think... He's a better version of Mark Ingram. I think he's got a little more juice, a little more wiggle in him. Um, And I would not mind if Baltimore took J.K. Dobbins here. But with Patrick Queen, I think maybe you could get a running back in the second round. And I doubt you could get that good of an inside linebacker like Patrick Queen. And the Baltimore does need some inside linebackers, so I would go Queen there. Tennessee Titans. They need an offensive lineman, but I don't really like it. the offensive lineman. They've kind of – Titans probably would be pissed at the situation of this draft, but they could use a corner too. I like Jeff Gladney from TCU. Good corner. Um, Titans got a lot of good – they got pretty good talent. I, I think they might take a step, step back just because they had so much playoff success, but they might be, you know, a better team just not going as far. Kind of what I'm trying to say there. Green Bay Packers, they probably could would really like the inside linebacker Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen to come to them. But with Justin Jefferson, one of the better receivers still on the board, I think they take him. Um, Aaron Rodgers needs another receiver, you know, opposite of Adams. The receiving course kind of suck. Now, they could use, you know, like I said, a linebacker or maybe another O-lineman or D-lineman and try to get a receiver in the second round. But Jefferson is a really good inside, you know, slot receiver. Pretty big, pretty physical, uh, great hands. He can go up and get the ball. I think he'd be a nice, 
nice weapon for Aaron Rodgers. San Francisco, this one might surprise some people. The next two picks might surprise some people. I think San Francisco, with them going with offense and Jerry Judy in the first round, or the 13th pick, I like them taking a defensive lineman, Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. This guy's got a lot of potential, man. This guy can pass rush. This guy's quick. This guy gets in the backfield. I don't know if the coaching staff at Oklahoma is just shitty or what the fuck they were doing, but he was like stunning, like every play, and it didn't look like he knew what he was doing. I don't. Maybe it's Neville Gallimore not knowing what to do, or he's an idiot or something. I don't know. But when they just lined him up and just said, go kick the center or guard's ass, he did it. But when they were stunting him and moving him around and stuff, it just, I don't know. He didn't know. It didn't seem like he knew where he was. But I think that kid's got a lot of potential. He's probably going to go late in second round, early third round. I don't know, mid-second round. I think this guy could be a, you know, a double-digit, in you know, get 10 sacks inside. And without Buckner, you know, you could replace him there. With Gallimore, uh, he's not going to be Buckner, but he could help you out with that front four. Kansas City, they could probably use an inside offensive lineman, but I'm going to go with my boy Cameron Dantzler, cornerback, Mississippi State. Now, this guy ran a 40 of like 4.64, which being a Lions fan, I saw Tez Tabor run something similar, and he just was absolute toast in the NFL. And I had Dantzler as the second corner in the draft until I saw that 40. Then he ran one, you know, I mean, via, you know, someone filming it on their phone and stuff. But they said it was a 4-3. So it's probably, if he can run a 4-5, if you can find that, then he's pretty damn, he's going to be a pretty damn good corner. Because he's got the length, he's got the arms, he's got, you know, a little physical. Um, Jamar Chase the best receiver in college football. He's not eligible to come in the draft. He was the only corner in the SEC that I thought played Jamar Chase pretty pretty damn good. He definitely played him the best. Uh, Chase bullied C.J. Henderson. He bullied uh, uh, Trevon Diggs from Alabama. He bullied uh, A.J. Terrell in the, in the national championship game. Cameron Dancer played him pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. And that was like the game where I was like, oh shit, that guy could play. So that's my mock draft of what I think is would or should happen. Um, it's not going to happen anything close to this. Um, but the guys that, you know, I'm kind of higher on or, or basically the strategy I would go with is I would, if I were most of these teams, I would draft offensive tackles higher than probably the most mocks are saying. Draft, you know, pass rushers higher than most mocks are saying. Corners, I would still draft high. Let the receivers keep dropping, you know. There's no way that I'm drafting some of these receivers that high. You know, I mean, what else, how many receivers do I have in their draft, this draft? I have one. I got two, three, four. I got five receivers in this draft in the first round. If you get six or seven, I mean, look, there's other receivers that are probably worthy of first-round picks. Um, but, man, you could get them. You could get pretty good receivers in the third round, like a Van Jefferson or a Brian Edwards or maybe even Michael Pittman. I don't know where Pittman's going to go. Maybe he goes early second round. I think 
T. Higgins is probably in the second round. Like, you could still get K.J. Hamler, the kid from Arizona State. Uh, You know, I mean, there's just so many receivers that you're just so much better off of taking an offensive tackle or a pass rusher or corner or something else to just play the board, man. These teams always just, oh, well, we have this guy rated high. Let's just take him. Yeah, that's fine. But now your second and third round pick is just going to be dog shit compared to what, you know, the other shit, what other position it would have been. So I don't know. I just like to throw out my mock draft of what I would do. I'll do a Periscope probably tomorrow or Wednesday. All right, fellas, till the next time. Good night.